0: Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picture Book Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, welcome to the County Business Talks podcast. So as we wrapped up series one recently, um, I wanted to finish with something a little bit different uh, today. So we're doing a County Business Talks podcast takeover. Obviously for this, I needed some help, so today I will be joined with my good friend um, and my guest from episode four of the podcast, um, where our still, it's still one of my favourite quotes from the first series, when the music plays, don't forget to dance. So I welcome my good friend Paul Britton from Britain and Time Solicitors. So Paul, we're, uh, we're swapping roles today, I hear. We are, we are swapping roles,
1: this is the Paul Britton takeover <laughs> and uh and it's it's going to be an absolute privilege sam to put you in the hot seat today and oh, hear easy. about your
0: life story your <laughs> journey and how inspiring you are to people in brighton mate that's very kind i'm uh well i think i'm a little bit nervous if i'm being honest mate i'm usually in the, in the other seat so well look let's do this right sam well i think the
1: first question that we all want to we Want to put to you and find out is you've, you've been in Brighton. Anyone that knows you yeah. will know that you've been in Brighton and Hove now for the best part of 10, 11 years, a yeah, decade. Yeah, yeah. But where did your journey in business start? Was it here in Brighton or was there some <laughs> other
0: episode, some <laughs> business genius <laughs> that
1: started before you came here?
0: Tell us. Oh, right, where did it start? Well, I get, for, for me, I always ask when I ask that question about where people's business journey start, and I sort of look at mine and I think I question where was I inspired from, where did that come from, that initial thing. And I guess uh, the, that entrepreneurial spirit, I think, was all. I watched a lot of only Falls and horses when I was younger, so for me, that was that was my oh god, I'd love to run my own business, but I, I, I never. I think. I was ultimately i was going to be a footballer when i was younger that was my thing i was always i played a reasonable standard i had a few trials and when i didn't become a footballer i started, had no clue what i was going to do and i ended up flowing around different jobs and stuff and then i finally got into hairdressing when i was 25. not that people were leaving there but i finally got into that just thinking oh, i'm going to be a hairdresser um my my granddad had, had Run his own hair salon, like barbers, and my uncle was a barber. And I and I got into this, and I, I loved the fashion industry. And I thought, right, well, that's for me. This is going to be my new path. Got into hairdressing and realized I was actually pretty crap at it, to be honest. And you, you were you were twenty five <laughs> yeah, when you got into so, it. And
1: where where were you in the
0: world? So I was in Essex. I born and bred in Essex. Uh, I was there for thirty years before I come down here. And then I got into So I, w- I went obviously wanting to become a hairdresser. So I went into obviously the best hairdresser at the time, Tony and Guy, you know, 400 global salons. And I got into it, at that time, obviously apprentices went in at a really low wage and I couldn't afford to go in at that low wage at 28, 25. But I went in and they ended up giving me an opportunity to work front of house and be a receptionist and then so I could get a little bit more money and et cetera. So during the training, wasn't really getting that, that great, didn't enjoy it that much, but I loved being involved in industry. So then for me, I was like, okay, I've, uh, I I, I I said to him, Look, I'm thinking about doing something else, and that from that at that point around 25, 26, at that point I I was reading a lot of business books, um, a bit little bit about mindset and stuff, and and I, I that for me was like I wanna I wanna do that, I wanna run my own business, and I looked at various different things. I had I actually got a I got a coffee van at one point, um, which I was going to do. Is
1: like, this is this as well
0: as? This was, yes. Yeah, so so I you start, had the opportunity at Tony, yeah, Tony guy, and Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but you were
1: working two jobs.
0: Well, yeah, I was pretty much, so I never actually got the coffee van set up, actually up and running, but I went out, uh, uh, even then I was like, so when I wasn't working at the salon, I was working on this business plan to set up this thing. I, I went up on my days off and I worked with this guy up here. He, he was a Sicilian guy who I met through an uncle. He ran a, a coffee, little coffee Ape van, um, outside Liverpool Street Station. Mr. Coffee, so frothy he was. And I went up there, and I worked to cut the days with him, learning how to make coffee. And I was like, oh, "This is gonna be great." And I, I, remember standing outside stations with a clicker counter, like where I was gonna pitch the pitch the thing and stuff like that. And I was like, mm, "Yeah, this is the route. I'm gonna definitely gonna do it." I said, and me and a couple of mates had got together, and we definitely was gonna be the route. Anyway, didn't end up doing that, and f- for various different reasons. But I. Uh, being involved in the hairdressing industry then when i because i loved the industry and i, I saw these other salons open i was like could i get involved in that summer and uh, when i said to the the owners at the time look i don't know if this is for me i'm not going to do the hairdresser they was like look you've been great front of house why don't you manage the salon and get involved in that so i was involved in more of the marketing i actually ended up running that salon was turning over We turned over well over a million a year for a a salon in in Lakeside Shopping Centre, you know, 40-odd staff. It was a a big entity. Um, And I ended up managing that for about five years. And because of the stuff I learned during that time, the opportunity then come up to take over my own salon I
1: mean that's I mean just drilling down on that a little bit Mm. sometimes that's the point you had an idea Mm. the the van the coffee van you took a clicker to certain locations to assess footfall. yeah so you 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 had an idea and although that plan didn't come off yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: what you took from what you had done there was skills and expertise that then you used yeah. Later to yeah. be successful somewhere else.
0: Uh, absolutely, I think I think it was just in me at that point. I was not uh, I was so driven to run my own business. I couldn't wait to do it. And uh, but I, I think le- the learning curve for me was. I think I just wanted to run a business. I didn't really necessarily. I had ideas. I like, almost bought a property to. Do up and the you know, I ended up on. You can imagine at that point as well that we was going to buy a property in Stratford for like I've got a mortgage for 350 grand that I approved that when I was on next to nothing money wise as a receptionist, that's only a guy
1: in the good old days in where you could th- self certify <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that.
0: And I look back now, luckily, we didn't obviously go down that route because it was just that was about a year before the or a few months before the crash, and we ended up pulling out and not going down that. But again, like I said I was just looking at loads of options. I was like, I've got to run my own business. I didn't actually know what business I actually was gonna do. There was just loads of different ideas. I just I was passionate about business and I wanted to get into it. And then and obviously running a salon and managing it, oh, I helped to you know increase turnover at the salon and like the, the Tony guy was getting, was actually getting really well and it was one of the most profitable salons in, in the in the country within the group. So we was doing really well. So I was like, well, okay, I can do this, I know what I'm doing but obviously i wasn't a hairdresser and there's 400 salons globally uh, within toning guy and essentials and there's obviously a reason that i was actually become the only franchisee that wasn't a wasn't a hairdresser because i look you know i i really felt i could come down and make a difference down here and i love Brighton. my uncle lived here anyway so i'd come down and visit and yeah 2010 i ended up taking it over and yeah, three years I run it for, and it was, but I commuted for two years before we moved down on a motorbike seven days a week, um, which you was... Com- you
1: commuted from Essex?
0: Essex, yes. Around the seven,
1: M25, yep. down Same the there, M23. Yep, yeah. yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Seven day, a hundred and forty mile round trip, seven days a week. Yeah,
1: fast on a motorbike. On a mo- yeah. But also was, not particularly comfortable.
0: No, especially and a, and it had cold you in the winter. Yeah, I was going like. to say, like, come rain or shine. Yeah, it was it was tough. That was that was a t- I look back now when I drive back. Cause obviously friends and family are still in Essex And I drive back now, and. Um, I always say to me, "Why well, how, how the hell did I do this every day?" But uh, it was a couple of days. Like, so my uncle lived here, so I did. You know, it would be a Thursday night. We'd be open till eight o'clock. Um, so I'd I'd stay at my uncle's, and then I was back in the cellar at nine. But I'd, just to break up the week a bit. But other than that, I was there, yeah, every day. And it was it was a tough it was a tough period. I look back, but for me again, it's just that was the mindset side. It was just the. You just did it. I just did it because that was part of the journey of running that salon. For me to get there, I wanted, I, I had to, and I, I was never really an adrenaline junkie. Like, I was never into motorbikes. I just, what's the most economical way to do it? And that was it. That's so I learned fun. to ride a bike before. It, the funniest thing, if you could have seen my face behind the helmet of them first few journeys i was like oh, please just get me there safely i was like i can't believe people do this for fun and i but obviously i got used to it and I, I ended up loving riding a bike and, and i sort of miss it really now but it was at that point it was just uh yeah that was a, a tough thing but i come down and look uh, uh, people will know i've mentioned the story a few times but i run that salon and it, i learned s- it was such a tough gig because obviously being a non hairdresser i, I we, we've talked about culture, and I always talk, that's why I always talk about it on the podcast, because uh, for me, I've got it wrong there. I went in with a, a preconception of what a, what I thought a business leader should be. An iron fist, maybe. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, well, I learned from the people who were managing the salon before, they were quite strict, and they, they sort of led a bit by fear. Mm. And, and I felt like that narrative of, you know, I can't be, you've got to know me, quite well. I'm, I'd like to think of myself as quite a happy-go-lucky guy, and I, the smile on my face, I got a bit, uh, but I went in and I felt I had to be this really serious person. Like, oh, no, I can't, can't have fun and like, within so, cause no I'm the circle. No laughing. Boss. No, yeah, exactly that. I was like, I'm, I'm the boss here, I've got to do. It. I'm not, it it just, I got it wrong, I I, I got it wrong, it was a massive learning curve for me Um, and it didn't work out, you know, I ended up, it was a tough thing, I had to close that in 2000, I remember closing it down in 2000, I'd moved out in 2012 um, after the commute and we'd moved out, and I was here for a year, Um, so yeah, and then it was was in April 2013, ended up closing the doors on it and, you know, it was... It was a it was a horrible situation to be in, you know. Um, you look at run, running a business, and you know I was so I, found, I moved Kelly down here, and we was looking to start a family, and I was like, you know, I've let people down, I failed, I've you know I just it was a really tough period, but you know it, with anything in life, you pick yourself up and you go, I'll go again. No, I not. I think what what I learned so much from that period was. I remember going in that, that day I went in to close the salon. I had to tell 10 staff, you know, we haven't got a job anymore, I'm really sorry. And that was, I'd never want to actually be in that position again. But it, it you know, it, it taught me about life and, and you know, and what, and what I had to do to get, because I I was sitting in a coffee shop before I went into the salon. And I, I read, there was something come up on my LinkedIn and it was the 10 rules of success. And one of the top one was understanding and accepting failure. And that for me was, and I did, I just thought, you know what? Uh, the one thing I could say is that when I walked out of that salon, I knew with my hand on my heart, I couldn't have done any more than what I had. I, I grafted and I was there every day, single day, hardly ever had a break, and I, I'd done everything I could to make that salon work, and it didn't. It's yeah.
1: I mean, it's always important that we recognize our failures. Mm because they are empowering, yeah. and that what, that's what leads us on to other things. Yeah. What, what would you say, because you have a lot of business listeners yeah. and entrepreneurs yeah. and, and younger, new startups, yeah. what would you say was the biggest takeaway from that failure and yeah. that business,
0: and had you gone back, what would you do differently? Really good question, uh, definitely culture. I think I took up and to more so bit as a as a leader, and again I'm still learning, and hence the podcast. I love asking the question about what you know about what traits people have as, as leaders. I think for, for me, you've got to be yourself ultimately, because you, you can't. You, you, you've got to do it day in day out. So if you're putting on an act for someone else, it's just never going to work. So I think yeah, for me, the a big takeaway from there what was. What was culture? Trying to get a, a cult to, to build or grow a company or do what you, culture is such a key, and the people surrounding yourself with good people, but being able to inspire them and want them to be part of something. I think that was, um, like I said, that was something I look back at and think, I just got it wrong. I went in with a with the wrong idea and about that.
1: W- what did it result in? Did it result in high staff turnover where people not happy? Did did were they were they moody with customers? So customers so essentially you weren't making enough sales yeah. or repeat sales
0: yeah i think there was a mixture so yeah i had staff for tech, like within the hairdressing industry anyway there's quite a high staff turnover people do it, and then obviously you've got the whole thing with social media then at the time so you couldn't really that people would go and after their clients would go with them um and this there's quite there's a younger generation there of you know and they're out partying a lot and you know they didn't want to come into the salon he, Monday off, morning. Yeah, you like on a Saturday. Sometimes they go on a Friday night. Saturday, you like, and and the, the, it only happened once or twice. But there was a situation, obviously, especially on a quiet day like Monday. I'd maybe have one or two staff in on a Monday because it's a quiet day. But if both of those staff called in sick, I can't. I can't actually open because I can't cut hair. So that was a big. I was like, you know what? That's tough. Like I can't. What, what do? I? So what I did actually do though during that period because I never cut hair are. Uh, I learned how to do wet shaving. So I ended up, because the idea was always to try, it was over three floors of salon. so I wanted to try and create this salon downstairs, barbers on the middle floor, and then um beauty on the top. And I actually, there was a point due, because it wasn't all bad at the salon, I look at it, and I look back now, still some familiarity, there was some great moments that I, I learned to, you know, I learned to do traditional shaving, and I passed the course, and then I actually then, I. Uh, I put together my own course and presented it to Tony and said, look, we're ta- I will teach other, because m- they didn't do it at the time, no other seller done it. across yeah, all, all the sellers' closed. So I was like, look, send them to me and i put a course together. And that actually started generating quite a bit of revenue. So although I went from being a receptionist and a cost to this business, and as a manager, I was obviously taking a, quite a small wage, but uh, I was taking a wage out of it and not bringing any money. In. So you,
1: you started training? I started training. And delivering salons, courses? Yeah
0: have a salons uh, this
1: is something that's always important in businesses yeah, that yeah. you assess your revenue streams yeah. into the business and look absolutely. for alternative revenue streams yeah. when one dries up yeah, yeah, yeah. because things aren't always going to be good forever absolutely and and did that come naturally to you Yeah. I, I mean looking back at it now because yeah, yeah. you just told me but yeah, yeah. D- did you identify what you were actually doing then
0: yeah I think yeah like, I think I, look, I looked at it at the time I, I knew that we had to cause <clears> what I, I, for the first probably 18 months so I don't think I had a day off, I was like flat out. And I remember thinking, and and my wife kept saying, you've got to have, got to have some time, you've got to take a break. I was like, yeah, yeah. We ended up going away and having a week's holiday, and uh, it was stressful, because I'm like, oh, is everything all right, I was checking in every day, and trying to, but I had to let go, but. And I did, for a little while, I did let go, and what I realised at that time, was that that's when I come up with the idea for the Shave Academy, I was like, I could set up this academy, and it actually, taking a bit of time out, of, so you say about learning, that for me, I was like, and I'm still guilty of it now, not taking enough time out sometimes, but you do, you take that time out to think about stuff and get that little bit of reflection. You can really come up with some, you know, you help to take the business forward, you get a bit more clarity, so it was quite a good... And that that was a really exciting period, actually, at the Salon Art, because I'd launched something quite new. I had some of the top art directors at Tony and Guy come down and i was training them to do of course i got i got it accredited by the british barbers association it was it actually become quite a good thing so then, and as it started to that that element of it started to grow obviously then i wasn't down on the salon floor as much and you do then again staff they sort of come and go and you and it seemed every time i got my nose in front a little bit and i've i've got a big nose i know but every time i got that in front a little bit it seemed like then i'd lose a member of staff and you know, I'd take a step back, and it was just one of them that it constant. I just constantly felt I was treading water, and uh, and I had business partners at the time. And to be fair, they you know didn't they wasn't coming down supporting it. It was just a bit like you get on with it type thing, really. Um, and I just was like, I either chuck more money at this and keep going, and when am I going to ever get that return? And it wasn't like like I said to you for me. I wanted to run a business it wasn't i loved head hair, the hairdressing salon and i really wanted to grow it. you the, just love business i just love business i was like well i'm putting everything into this with business partners that are not involved and i'm like what, what, why don't i just, I've just and it, it was you know it was a tough thing to do like i said to go enough's enough but what what because especially with a shaving i was like this a bit of an angle here i could still maybe after this i could go and i did actually have a little bit of a dragon's den moment i went so after it all closed down and it all went but i'd obviously put this pack together this may i had a great deal with dermalogica um for the product range i'd i ended up having like this this folder that i'd put together this manual training manual that i could go around and train other salons how to do it so i actually went up and pitched to tony muscolo himself like guy was worth 350 million um, and I, I went into this room and there was him and all there was about four or five of them um, like the you know head of label M which was a product range and you know his marketing director and, blah blah blah, and I just I, and I was well aware going into that thinking they I'm pitching them something that they do not need me to do it but I'll just go and get it going. I actually put this presentation together where I'd had a friend of mine who does branding and design. He put together a whole product range of male grooming, which they didn't have at the time. And um, it was it was one of them moments in life where you just go in and go, Come oh, here. And I and I didn't actually. Um, I, they obviously they loved. They actually really liked the idea. Didn't run with it initially, and then did do it a bit afterwards. Um, but they they actually offered me a job like they, like basically the head of label at me was not. Like, um, Come down and have a chat to us because you're obviously a bit sales like you're a very good salesperson. <laughs> he goes, you just done a great presentation to us. so I'd be interested to see like if you. That that's
1: always going. the thing with 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 elevator pitches and yeah, yeah. pitches for business. Yeah. It's quite often senior people in the room or dragons in that yeah. case or tigers in our case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they don't maybe like the business idea, mm. but they like the person in front of them. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you just have an interest in business, yeah, yeah. and that probably came through. Yeah, yeah. just thinking about. Before you went in to do that pitch, because yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have have that have had that in the past, yeah, yeah, yeah. or are going to have that in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be your tips to them? Preparation, hundred percent. You fail prepare. to prepare, you're oh. preparing to fail. That that it,
0: old maxim it is, it's so true. Like, I, and I, I, in all honesty, I, I, the, the only thing I look back at that now, and the only thing I didn't do. I wasn't 100% clear on what I wanted personally out of it. In my head, I thought I did, but I wasn't clear in the, in the, the, like, because ultimately, what I wanted, I was trying to create. I, I went in with a massive pitch to go. We, we can do this Shave Academy. I will take it to the 400 salons. We will train 400 salons to do it. On the back of it, we'll launch a, a male grooming product range within Label M. It was like, I'd done the numbers on it. I was talking a multi-million pound <laughs> adventure that I wanted to take them on. And he was like, okay, and where do you see your role in it, really? And I was like, well, and rather than uh, uh, part of me, I wanted to, I wanted to have part of this product range, and I'm like, but they, n- they was never gonna give me a part of a product range of label M that they've already got that they don't need me to do. So, And I just wasn't, I, for me personally, I wasn't really clear on the definition. I didn't answer that with a, this is what my role was. So is.
1: in um, hindsight, what yeah. what would the answer to that? If, I, if you were there now and they asked that, what do you want from yeah. this? What should the answer have been? F-
0: for me, 100% I should have gone, I will go and sell this to every salon. That would have been my role. I'll do, so I want, it wouldn't have been a percentage of the business because it would have been I would have, just, but I'd have created a role for myself there straight away and gone I will go my, my role should have been I will go and deliver this to every single seller. you're going to deliver the training yeah, yeah I'd have delivered the training to every set uh, and or sold the sold the idea of the train is weird it would have been you know 400 sellers globally. would have had other people doing training as well but ultimately I would have been the head of the conductor. Out. Yeah. I uh, and I could have I could have because I was already doing it. Like I had the Canary Wolf was the um, I think at the time was the the most profitable seller or the you know, the busiest seller, turn over million. You can imagine in Canary Wolf, the man they was charging it, which is they was turnover over millions. And I I would got them on board, I wanted to train three of their staff. Or, but this was prior to that meeting. So I'd all, I was already going out and doing them things and I was like, I knew I could sell it. Um the idea behind it and I was obviously passionate about it and I've got that across, but yeah, I just, uh, I, I wasn't clear on that definition and it ended up not, and uh, that they actually got to a point, they, they allowed me to, they put, they allowed me to go and do it myself, like, to go around to some salons and, and train a little bit, but I, I was, uh, that was a small idea then, I wanted the big idea. The, it, the
1: thing is with all journeys, it's like my journey at my main business, mm-hmm. which is Britain and Time Solicitors, yeah. It starts off small, mm. just about you, yeah. but then, as it grows and grows and grows, yeah, yeah. your role has to change yeah, yeah, I'm so i 'm no longer a solicitor yeah, yeah, i 'm yeah. now working on a on another business, yeah, yeah, yeah. and your journey doing the training could have evolved into anything, yeah, yeah. you could have been original director for training
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. organizing yeah i mean is is that something you've thought about since
0: no, no to be honest our uh, uh, I like i did like it and there was a point when i when especially when i done it and i went and done delivered the training and people enjoyed it and it was good but i i didn't i didn't you like, like the hands-on yeah i did i did people like people facing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, look, i'm a ultimately i really i'm a people person and that is uh, I, i've you know for i've i've failed my a-levels i've not got uh, okay GCSEs. i've not got the greatest education in the world but I I am a people person. I think if uh, people ask what (laughs) you're good at, I'd like to think I'm good at building relationships and that has, I guess, helped shape different roles and stuff I've done over the last 10 years. Because when I, obviously I shut the salon in 2013 and I remember saying to my wife at the time, this is what I love obviously about and why I I don't think I'll ever live anywhere else other than here, just because at that time, because I wasn't cutting hair during that three year period, i was out networking even then so i started to build a bit of a network there i met some amazing people um at the time andy parsons gary peters people like that who quite influential within the business community and just open their uh, you know w- would help me which su- open yeah, opens doors an opportunity me. i mean yeah.
1: you use the, the word very early
0: on and mm. a lot of business is about opportunity the big o uh, words uh, uh, absolutely and i remember saying i remember closing the salon and my wife going, what are we going to do? We going, like, obviously no income, I'd lost a lot of money on it as well, we had to sell a property in Essex, um, so you know financially it was not great. Um, didn't have any income from that night, and, I, and she, she's a solicitor herself, so she had obviously a stable job, didn't have kids at the time, so there's a little bit of leeway. Um, but yeah, and, and all friends and stuff were going, are you coming back to Essex? I said, no chance. I said, no, I'm not coming back. I said, I said to my wife, I said, give me six weeks, I said, I'll get something going, I'll get something going, I'll get some, I'll get some income, and i had obviously then, they, I'd been invited to an interview at Labour M, and I'd had a couple of different things, I had the Shave Academy, a couple of different opportunities that were arising, and the, out of all of them, the, the opportunity for the job at Labour M was the, actually, like, like, it was really strange, so I remember my mum and dad, like, I told them about all these, I've got all these opportunities and these different ideas, and my dad was the only one who was really like, oh, have you gone on with that interview? How did you get like, with that job? And I was like, Out of all of them, that is the one I don't want. I couldn't. I didn't want to. Not that I'm unemployable, but because I, you know, I've always said I'll go. I'm a graft, I'll go and work in it if I needed to earn money. Like you go and do it. But and I'm saying to Kelly, look, if I need to get the job, I will get a job. It doesn't matter. But I was just, I, I, I guess, self-believe, confidence that I would be able to get something going and and generate. What, an income. what did you get going? Well, I, I, I so I was. A f- Friend of mine at the time who was a solicitor. He um, he, he helped me with the closing the salon um, with some advice and stuff. And he had a side business that he would run called Firmballs. So um, and I'd played in Firmballs a bit. It was five-a-side football, networking through sport. Um, and I'd played a couple of times cause I loved football. And he was like, look, I've run a couple of leagues in in and around. Brighton and Eastbourne Ball and, and across Sussex what would what, what, what you think of it like come on I think it's got some legs you want to come on board I'm like yeah that's for me and it we, we'd sort of uh, I
1: said networking like, football and a business
0: what's not ticking all the boxes it, for, for me a hundred I was like this is gold for me like of course I'd love I'd love to and it you know it was not making a, a huge amount of money to pay me a, a decent up but at the time I was like look I don't need a lot of money I said but for, what I would said to him is I want if I'm I don't want to come on board as a job. I want to have part of the business. And I, if you want me to come on board, let's do it like this. And I'll have a part of a business. It won't take a huge wage, but I'll I'll grow it and make it. And that's that was the agreement. That's what we did. So, and that was for the next. You know, I've been running that for yeah. You know, best part of nearly 10 years now. You know, and it was it was brilliant. We grew quite rapidly. I, I looked at the business and went. We had a couple few leagues in the summer. I was like, well, we've got to run it obviously all year round. So we grew to yeah twenty sort of football venues across the country. We had leagues in Manchester, we got leagues in London, um, and it was it was it's brilliant. It's great fun. It was a great. It was a lovely business. And I, obviously, I, when I was at the salon, things I'd taken from there. So I'd done a lot of stuff with Albion in the community, and I used to have I I, I got all the first team when I was at the salon. At, We'd just moved to the Amex, all these high profile players all coming in the salon. And I, I remember like for Twitter and stuff like social media it was great having that sort of thing. And then um so I, I utilised them. So that they I had like, you know, Gordon Greer, the captain of, of Brighton at the time, wearing a I love firmballs. balls. Um, t shirt and getting so it was, great it, for it was great. yeah, it was brilliant. It was we re- and, and just the name Firmballs. like <laughs> Where with. did that come from? So uh the Harmed Harmed's brother actually had come up with the idea. They just said they were sitting there talking about ideas and uh, I remember him saying he just walked past and went Firmballs, balls and it's like and it just tied in really well. So it was uh, and and it's been great and it's evolved. I do golf now and we do I ended up buying Harmid out about it must have been four years ago now so I was off, a, of, off firm balls. Off, off firm yes yeah. yeah. so I took over, I bought out, so I'm hundred percent owner now because yeah. he was always in the background he was never involved really in the business and it was me and I'd grown it to something that was doing okay you know mm. it, was a, it was a nice little business and and um, yeah we got to a point where yeah i I ended up buying him out which is and we're still good friends now we're still speaking stuff so which is cool but yeah I, I managed to grow that and and it, it's been good and like I say now I've got um We've got golf and got Paul as well, which is which is linked to it. And and this, yeah, nice nice little businesses It's
1: always it's always nice to have a hundred percent of your business. When when young startups come to me and say, Paul, what's your biggest tip? It's if you can do it on your own, do it on your own. Don't don't. There's sometimes there's comfort in numbers. So people want you to come. You know they will give you. Um, Quite often I'm offered interest shares in in a business, and I'll say. No, just try and do it on your own. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't really need me. I mean, it's it's part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So running firm balls a- alongside, so that the salon's gone, yep. you're doing the firm balls. Yep. What, uh, so since then, what else yeah. has been?
0: So then, yeah, I guess then f- four years ago, um, so I'd got firm balls to a, a good state. This was when Harme was still involved. I got firm balls to a nice state, but I was like, I was hungry to do more. I, want, I felt like I could do more. I wanted for me personally i was like hey, how big can i grow firm balls? Can I? is it something you weren't like busy a, enough well
1: but well <laughs> yeah I, I guess you weren't commuting okay. on your motorbike
0: <laughs> anymore <laughs> you weren't suffering hours. so <laughs> 24 hours in a day i'm like, i can do. So anyway but, well, <laughs> so, but someone approached me with um so lee my business partner in sbt he approached me he said look i've got sussex business times We've been running and it, you know it's been again since 1975 he'd been running it for 20 odd years and he was like look i've got this idea for creating a business club on the back of S B T and, you know, got a huge readership and respected name. I said he goes, I think we can build turn publishing a bit on his head and, and create this members organisation that's packed with loads of great insights and stuff. And I, and just help to bring the business community together. And and for me it, I've been so welcomed into the Sussex business community. Like I said, the people have become very, very close friends as well as business colleagues or whatever, but have really supported and helped me, whatever that looked like. Um, Because over that period, even through Firmballs, I I did actually get involved in another business called Eleven's Eleven, which was a T-shirt company um, where we printed a friend of mine. Again, he owned it, and he was like, look, you want to come on board and help, me. A, help yeah, me help with me that. out yeah. Said, yeah 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 and uh and i loved the. again it was just linked to it and we ended up he just done some stuff online and i ended up getting into i've done a pitch to the guys at the MX, and we ended up getting the t-shirts into the brighton um shop we sold a load of the t-shirts and there that was that was that was a great experience but yeah, so i was just always looking at these different things. I think, oh, you know like i said earlier i think life for me life's an opportunity and I wanna grab it with both hands and go out and when it comes naturally
1: it's it's quite hard to say no sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any idea, I mean just t shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just gets you excited. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: but you also have to think about the other things you're doing yeah, and, yeah. and sit down and ask yourself. One of the things you said earlier that was interesting is when you took time out, yeah, yeah. you still thought about your business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it must just come so naturally to you, Sam.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I guess I, I guess I, I do. You're taking love time it. out, yeah. and
1: you're still thinking. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. time out, you you use it to think, think about of n- 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 new idea.
0: Yeah. What can
1: I, I guess, do better when I go I, back to work next week?
0: But I, I guess like, it's the same. It? I guess any like I, I've had a couple of interviews, or this week I've spoke to people like, on a podcast, or or I've been to meetings and stuff, and and. Guys who are really successful, have sold business and made loads of money, and but and 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 I've never been in that position, that financial secure, never had not that. Yet. Not yet, not yet. We're on the path, but but for me, it wasn't that like that. They've done that, and they've got to that point where, but they're they're still thinking of different ideas. They still want to get involved in stuff because, and and again, I'll go back to your quote really about about the. You know, enjoying that ju- and basically enjoying that journey because I was so driven, and I, I'm probably more driven now than I ever have been. But I, back then, I was driven possibly for the wrong reasons. Because I was like, I was fixed on this destination I had to try and get to. Because for me, I was not the you know, success is based on how much financial wealth you've got, and that that was what my narrative was in my head and i was and that's why i constantly was like i'm, I'm not doing well i'm fa- I'm failing or whatever because i've not got to that successful thing i was determined to get to this destination i was like I don't even know where that actually is like what that looks like and so but i mean that's the thing isn't it with inspiring people throughout
1: our lives is we only see them at their at the end yeah, yeah. of their journey yeah so and we think or let's get there yeah but it's it's that journey in between I, I was interviewing um someone for a job yesterday and they were 18 and part of me was jealous yeah. that they've got they've got it all to experience still yeah. all those new experiences yeah. going into business starting a job making those connections and yeah. realizing it's not always about how rich i can be by the time i'm 28 yeah. which now you and i sitting here yeah, yeah. 28 yeah. is Young,
0: yeah, very young. I mean, yeah, how yeah. on earth
1: can you be super yeah. rich at twenty-eight? Yeah, yeah. Um, on in, on inspiring people, and and I don't know if it 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 was what you focused on to be wealthy and have all these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so then back then, so when you were in Essex, yeah. who who would you have said did you find quite inspiring in life? <sighs> Celebrities,
0: politicians, yeah. business
1: people, anyone.
0: I love uh, for, for for me i, I I love a I love an underdog story and everyone of, loves an underdog story who, who doesn't you know and it's so for me I love that and, I, and I, it's a really good question cause I, I look back when I was young and could because I was going to be a footballer oh, for me that was the, the thing that inspired me. as soon as I did it wasn't I looked back at other things up so the, I don't know if you know like the Sylvester Stallone story about Rocky and what he like you know he he had this um, he had this script and he w- he was determined that he wanted to do it and he literally was almost homeless had to sell his dog and he got to a point where but and he was offered a hundred grand for the for rocky at the time or something like that and it's back in the 70s and but but a hundred thousand pounds is like
1: being offered millions yeah
0: exactly yeah so and he was offered that but they said that he couldn't play the lead role and he turned it down so he's had to sell his dog he's almost homeless down on his luck go- uh, he's down, down, down yeah, on his luck, and he's turned down uh, because of that self-belief that you can go. I, I believe in myself so much, and believe in this what I'm doing, and uh, and well, look at the Rocky look what went on to do. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so for me, stuff like that, wh- that was a massive. Oh, I remember looking at that and thinking well, that's just a huge inspiration. That type of that that type of person would have been someone. But anyway. So the the takeaway from that is always believe in yourself.
1: Don't 100%. sell yourself short. 100%. There are better days are ahead and there's going to be other oppor- opportunities. Uh, yeah. uh, and, uh, and fast forward to now, yeah. who now
0: in the world I of today, do you think, when you speak, yeah. I'm really inspired? The uh, 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 w- person who inspired me to do the podcast actually, I follow quite a lot um, and listen to, um, Stephen Bartlett, I think he's brilliant, um, read his book listen to him I think he's he's really inspiring I love the guys what they've done at, at a high performance podcast and the conversations that they have and they create and I think them type of people being read really, I, I listen to that that mindset and you know that high performance that achieving what you can do that belief in yourself and and the message that they sort of try and portray is, is something I find inspiring and I, I'm look, I, 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 for me I'm really fortunate I, there's that people within like that celebrity sort of, I guess, if you if you want to say it, that, that sort of arena. But I'm i'm you know, I've I've just recorded eighteen episodes of a podcast with people who I would class as really inspirational, yourself included, obviously. You know, thank you. I shouldn't now. <laughs> yeah, but it is. I'm I'm surrounded by people within the Sussex business community who are doing doing it day in day out uh, in the journey you know on the journey I'm on but at different levels some you know Michael Geatson who come on 100 million turnover with what he's achieved in identity I've seen that Grow over the last 10 years, you know, and you know, you, like you say yourself, with the last couple of years, the rapid growth of Britain and time in such a short space. Now, my you know, Gav Willis who, at Search Seven, who does so much for sort of charities, and he raised you know, raised 77 grand last year. So, I'm surrounded as well within the business community by people that inspire me, and I'm not you know, and feel very humbled and fortunate to be part of, I guess, part of that community. Do,
1: do you realize now that? And quite often with entrepreneurs like you, you don't realise that you're actually now quite inspiring.
0: I, it's quite interesting. I don't know, I, 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 I Chuck. I guess is that... Uh, well, just, just
1: the story you've told today. And, and, and we've talked a lot about business, mm. but there is also another part to you mm. which you haven't touched on yet. Yeah. And, and quite often you might not realise, but it's also your generosity and your giving, because you're involved yeah. in charity as well, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. a trustee, mm. as well as doing these other things, you yeah, yeah, you sure. found time also to give back. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit, yeah, touch on yeah, that a little bit? I, I mean, it's more of an emotional that side that is, of it, and, yeah. and a social responsibility. Mm. It's great that your personality is business, but you've mm. also found time, mm. which I, I think is, is inspiring in itself.
0: So yeah. do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, th- I think that... The the, the the trustee thing at Rocking Horse is probably you know I look look over at so for the those sp- that don't know what Rocking Horse, Rocking Horse is yeah Rocking Horse Children's Charity so Rocking Horse Children's Charity help uh, help young children in in, in Sussex um, it's an amazing charity and it's a, it's very personal to me purely on the, the basis you know my twins are uh, you know they'll be seven in May um, when they were born sienna come out first and was fine you know um and then luca unfortunately had the cord right around his neck he you know he, he was in intensive care for a few weeks and it was and and that day you know still every time I, I must tell this story a million times every time i'll go Get through it, it does it's one of them but um i'll tell it for you yeah <laughs> no. <laughs> no, everyone's heard it once i don't want to hear it from me but but, but it's it is it, and they, they basically saved his life so Um, And I I remember, you know, the day coming out of there and uh, of the Trevor Mann baby union, we took him home to to see, see his sister and it was just and, you know, we was one of the lucky ones. He survived and he's not got any issues from that. At the time they was talking about brain damage, cerebral palsy, you know, learning difficulties, everything sort of in between and he was giving the all clear after the first year and he's not had any issues and it's been amazing and we was one of the lucky ones so i vowed i remember coming out and going i want to do as much as i can for rock and so i have, i've been, you know I've done running golf days and, and raised probably i don't know 10 15 grand over the last l- l- last few years um but wanted to do more And when they approached me and said about becoming a trustee i just probably what a really proud moment and very uh, you know amazed by that i feel like oh, i'm you know I'm able to there get involved even more and give give something back to them because it is important I think any business really and like you said about inspiration like people like Gav Willis who do so much again for for charities and stuff and it's so important for us as business leaders to be able to do that isn't it like to to give a little bit back I think we've you know we're all busy we've all got stuff on but you know can as soon as they're in a, in a position to do so it's yeah.
1: sometimes I think startups they, they want to do it very early on, but mm. if they focus on the business first, they'll get themselves into a nice, strong position Absolutely. in the first three or four yeah, years, right where they can us. really then no, start to help place, yeah. charities yeah. Um, but I always say look th- the primary focus to start with mm. is just get your business going, yeah, yeah. get some money and get some clients, yeah. and you'll then really be able to do special things, yeah. for the community and charity yeah. When there's more in the bank now something that people probably don't know about you who don't know you so well okay. is your love of family I mean clearly from the yeah. rocking horse yeah, yeah. Um, and cooking yes 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 how how's,
0: how did the cooking <laughs> tell us about that <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so it's um it's family I'm, I'm half Greek Cypriot so I've been brought up around you know the whole Mediterranean sort of culture and Greek Cypriot culture is all around Through I grew up we sat at a table every single night eating lovely food that my mum prepared all Greek Cypriot stuff and we go around my nan's and there's under whatever time you walked in me it wouldn't matter um, that she'd go and cook. She always seemed to be in the kitchen cooking, whether there was one person coming round or twenty. She'd have enough for everyone. It was, it was crazy, but uh, and I loved that. And I, so having kids, I wanted to, um, I wanted to do that for them. So I cook. I do all the cooking indoors. I love cooking, and I'll, so I'd be when the kid when the twins were born. I was like, oh, Mum, I want, I want them to have the same sort of dishes I did. So I'd be ringing her up and going, What was in that? I can't remember what was in that. And we've got these old scraps of paper that my nan's written down in Greek and recipes here and recipes there, like, from generations, like, from our, our village in Akna in Cyprus. And I was like, and my mum was like, oh, you know, we've got all these things written. I said, well, look, she went, we should really do a book. And I was like, let's do it then. Let's do it, let's put a cookbook together. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like, my mum's in her 70s now, but she's, you know, she's passionate about, it. yeah, okay, let's do it. And my uncle lives round the corner, like I said, in, in Salt D with me. Well like, our best mates, we you know, like I said when I had the salon, he looked after me. I, I stayed a couple of nights and always cooked together and I loved that. So for me it was a, it's a real passion. I was like, let's do this thing, let's put this cook. So I set up a website, I was like, um, got some images done, etc. And then and then a friend of mine who I used to go to school with contacted me said, oh, look, I know you love your cooking. There's a there's a channel four TV show coming on called Cooking Other Fortunes. You wanna go on it? And I looked at it and it was about you had to go in pairs and cook for 50 people in like a food hall type thing and whoever made the most profit you had a hundred pound budget Whoever made the most profit and i was like he said brilliant i said yeah no, I, I love it i'm definitely gonna go on just not with you i said so i'm gonna with go my uncle yeah. and he's oh right, okay <laughs> so uh, he ended up going oh, but me and my uncle so i said to my uncle let's do this and we ended up doing this audition and got on this channel four tv show like we were like, well, it was, three years ago and it was just brilliant like it's just one of the most brilliant experiences we ended up losing out by because you had to you had a hundred pound budget you had a food, you had a kitchen and a food store. And you went out to the 50 guests, give them a little taste, and then they come and got a queue behind. And whoever, yeah, there was another two companies, and whoever made the most profit won. And we, yeah, we being Greek Cypriot, day one you do one dish, and we cooked our vegetable moussaka, um, and it, it, we we sold out. We had a queue of people, sold out because we're Greek, we give them big portions so there was a few people that were left over that we couldn't give them any food they went to the next people oh. and we lost out by 18 pound oh. i was gutted but but what a magical experience it was just it was one of them that's moments. your generosity yeah two, two bigger, bigger portions exa- exactly got to learn from these <laughs> things you say would you learn from pizza I'm like, next time they get a little Be <laughs> <laughs> tight I was like, yeah be tight. exactly but yeah it was and it was great that was just a great experience and it's still something it's one of them that it's a side passion project that um but you're turn into a business are you but selling yeah, this cookbook well we are, we're, we're put we've put it we've probably we're probably nearly there in regards to the, the recipes we've got on on the site and we've done a youtube channel and we've done a load of filming with it and 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 it's been great and i've i, well, I will bring it out at some point um it's at the moment, time is, yeah, is another string to your bow. Yeah,
1: but you've also capitalized on the the cooking because you're yeah. doing something for Britain and Time solicitors I, I am, I am, I and am. our team down in yeah, yeah. Hove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tell yeah. us about that. So, we're going to do so. We, we there's because the culture is important, of, of we, course, That was yeah. much earlier on in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and culture is important to me at my firm. Yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah, no, abs- absolutely. I think, and look, li- when, when, when. Or sort of Ellie, who sort of mentioned it to me, because I met her and we had a bit of a chat about stuff. She said, "Oh, we could do some stuff." And I actually, I w- before lockdown, we was um, approached by another firm about doing a, a bit of a, um, a cooking school. And I, uh, so we'd already been down to the community kitchen in um, in, in in Brighton um, and looked at how it would work. We'd done a bit of a trial with me and my uncle with their staff there, and they was like, "Yeah." And we was looking at maybe setting up a, a regular sort of Greek cooking. Anyway, when Ellie, I mentioned this to her, and she was like we'd love to do it with you guys so yeah we, we've got a real treat for you um, coming up it's going to be um, it's going to be good fun so we're going to teach you how to cook some of our traditional uh, traditional greek dishes
1: and o- on all of our team are really looking forward to it yeah, um, good fun we have some fun it's it's been it's been a tough few years how yeah. much longer have we got yeah yeah we're we're, we're fine mate we're fine so mate. it's been a tough few years with the with the lockdowns yeah yeah, yeah. but we're both still here yeah um it's any takeaways you want to tell us from the March 2020 lockdown when Boris appeared on all of our TVs and told us <laughs> to only go to work if we had to
0: <laughs> and stay at home? can Where would you start? This is a whole other podcast. But yeah, look, it's for me. So at the time, obviously, Firmballs completely stopped. Couldn't you know? Couldn't do any events. So good thing with Firmballs is an agile business. So I you know. Outdoor. I outsource, yeah, I buy, outsource everything. Okay. So, for for me, I only pay for the venues when I'm there, etc. So it was one of them that zero income to the business, but zero outgoings as well. So it almost just nice stabilized. Nice so that one. was was quite. So that was okay. So that that, that was you know, not great personally for me financially, but you go, okay, we're, mm. we're, the business survives, we're okay. And then obviously we decided to, we, we launched county business clubs bang in the middle of the first lockdown. Um, but w- probably in all, in hindsight, it w- wasn't a terrible time to launch it because w- what we was offering was a, a, a platform and a community to to let people to, to shout about what they're, they're up to and how we can support people. And that's what uh, had you planned to launch it then already? Yes, yeah. so it was always the plan to launch just it. just stuck to the and, plan. And, it, we, and we just went, well, do we pull this and not start? Or do we just go, look, let's just put it out there. And, uh, and yeah, it, we, we knew that we could offer something with... We've got a magazine and a business publication that we stopped printing at the time, just went digital, Um, so we could keep costs down. But I just put put things out to people and said, look, how can I help? How can we support you as a business and what can we do in and, and it? And hopefully that helps. And we we managed to grow a community quite quickly within county business clubs. People come, because it wasn't charging. We just said, come in, get involved. We wanted feedback and, and that helped to shape and mould what it's sort of become now, which has been, been invaluable really so obviously the official launch was finally like uh, as you sort of know back in november last year um and i think the main thing for me looking back over community collaboration has been a massive massive thing i think over the uh, mm-hmm. learning over the last 18 24 months out. And,
1: and launching in in the lockdown is, mm-hmm. was probably the right thing to do what, mm-hmm. what some entrepreneurs get stuck up on mm-hmm. is uh, now's not a good time Now's not a good time. Now's not a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when is there going to be a good time? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to get on with these things.
0: Right, I, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, again, back to uh, like doing the podcast. Uh, what some key things I've taken away from the 18 episodes exactly that amount of people and trait of people have said to me on here, just do it. Uh, what, what, what? Uh, uh, the question is, uh, what, what advice would you give an uh, entrepreneur about just starting up? Just do it. Yeah. Got stop talking
1: start. about it. Yeah. And why don't you just do it?
0: Yeah, and and that's it. And what? And like, what's the? I'm I'm still a, a believer. It's that the, that fear of failure is what stops so many people. And I think my after the learning from the salon, taking that out of it, I, I've got less of a even less of a fear of failure now. Mm. I don't. I'm okay with it. I've yeah. accepted that part of my journey is going to be. I'm sure I'll more and along along the way now. But. Mm. Uh, I'm okay with it because I it's just part of that journey and what that looks like
1: if you could do well when the lockdowns yeah. I mean when, when the first lockdown kicked in yeah. w- I had a meeting with the people that I had yeah. and it was well we've got to pull back on marketing and yeah. I said no yeah. we need to triple our marketing Amazing. because whatever business is out there yeah we've got to have it yeah because yeah. it's going to be tough yeah so we we trebled our marketing budget straight wow. away in the March um, and that's why we've gone from um, Three of us, or just me in the january <laughs> to <laughs> twenty seven employees now wow, wow. Yeah, he's, uh, he's but amazing. I mean a lot of it comes from networking now you're very good at networking <laughs> <laughs> I see you I say that because <laughs> people in glass houses should't protest because <laughs> I'm out there a lot as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we tend to be at the same sort of thing yeah, yeah, sure. um what what can you say about networking maybe it's it's importance, why you do it, yeah. why you think it's important a
0: oh, networking is one of them things that it ultimately is, I I see networking as building relationships and that is it. I think some people maybe go into it with networking and think to themselves, I've got to go in to get business, I've got to get business from this, if I'm not getting business, what?" but if you're going in with that approach, what am I getting out of it? I, I, I personally, I think people maybe struggle and won't get what they want out of networking. Whereas I've never really seen it like that. I've always seen it as I'm just building relationships, and it, who knows where that relationship goes? You know, um, especially when I look back on when I've done a l- so much over the last ten years with networking. Especially when I when it watched just firm balls and and not SBT and stuff. But you just got firm. You know, that's quite a niche thing in the sense that not everyone's going to want to come and play f- five-a-side football, and you you know you've got to cut. So, but. I always went into it with, look, this is what we do. But you, you know what? Let's just uh, amount of people I've built relationships with who potentially never done anything with firm balls, but I've got great solid relationships with. I take over SBT. It's a completely different story. Wow, you're doing that now. Of course, like we've got a great relationship. I'll come and support that and and want to be involved. So I think, you know, it's I, I really think networking's really really important for businesses, but done in the right way and and going in more. What can I do to support you? Genuine. Uh, yeah, genuine. Oh, not I to sell. It. Yeah, 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 uh, exactly that. this You know, just be yourself, be genuine, authentic, and make those uh, connections. Yeah. I mean,
1: sometimes when I'm out nec- networking, people will come up to me with a list of attendees, yeah. and they say, "Have you seen the X's here?" Yeah. And I say, "I've not even looked at it. Yeah. That's not why I'm here." You've got to believe in fate sometimes. Yeah. You'll, you'll bump into those people. yeah yeah, and you get that word of mouth. Yeah, and I think it's powerful.
0: Well, I, I think that. I mean, you, you you think me and you met at the best of British. We we'll give Ryan a little plug. Right, Ryan Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Hill at the best of British, <laughs> best, best of events British. in all of Brighton
1: <laughs> and London and the South East. I <laughs> <Yeah>, love that. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ryan. That.
0: But we, we, you know, we 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 met there and have, you have a chat and become good friends. And you invite me down to the, you know, uh, t- to the office and. Amazing office by the way. I Thank love the chairs. Um, but <laughs> you love the chairs. I love the chairs. Have everything at my office. You love the chairs. Love the chairs, I love the chairs. I've chair. a <laughs> sucker for a nice chair. But that that that's it. And you but you just and that's it. And that's where then a relationship builds. And that's where you know not only friendship but but business comes as well. And that be by building those relationships, and I think that's that's a key thing. I, it, w- it was interesting actually. To talk just to touch it on network. I'd be interested to see. I know this is a. a you're in the. I'm in the hot seat, but I just want. There was something that Stephen Bartley a uh, guy I said who obviously inspires me, he mentioned about. He he put something out the other day about networking. Not great. Said he doesn't network. Said he doesn't think it's of, of any importance. He said there's lots of other ways that you can actually do stuff like podcasts. Or and I must admit that it, I was. I disagreed with him because I did, I thought well I'll, I've got so much what's what has come, has come from networking for me personally. But you do look at other revenue. I have the amount of people I've m- managed to sit like by doing a podcast. I've sat in front of some amazing people and built great relationships here in this room and, and doing it. so. There, there are other avenues to doing it but I, I still am a fan of networking. I think it's, it's so important for, for business.
1: I mean, there's you said it yourself and, and we touched on it earlier, alternative revenue streams into a business Absolutely. and marketing. Yeah. And to say... I don't know what Steve Bartlett said exactly I haven't seen it Mm. but to say I don't do it well all you're saying is I don't pursue that revenue stream into my business and therefore I'm not getting that business but maybe he feels he's getting enough elsewhere which is which is fine but he could be getting more and what does more look like more looks like more opportunity more looks like more opportunity for the people you employ more jobs in a good working environment with good culture Opportunity yeah. it just all comes to that. So, yeah. by saying I'm not going to do a certain yeah, yeah, yeah. marketing avenue, I yeah. think you're just you're yeah, suffocating yeah. yourself a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I think I think there's definitely um, yeah. Th- I, I totally agree. I'll I, I, I keep going back to opportunity in that word we, we mentioned a few times. But you know, you go in a room of people, there's there's opportunities there. You don't know who you're going to meet, when you're going to meet, and there's there's opportunities. Google's there. great, don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's faceless. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people still buy from people, don't they?
1: They're always going to buy yeah. from people. No. Which, which kind of brings me on to my next question uh, around networking. Zoom, Teams, yeah. online, or face-to-face?
0: Face-to-face, 100% for and me. And why? Just uh oh. I've I realized the value of zoom over the last it's, it's saved many businesses kept it's us going a hundred percent seeing other people yeah yeah it's been it's been brilliant and, and you know you've got people like Brad at network my club with Remo which is a, another great platform and he really embraced that online and I think they've done it in a great way um, but
1: I was thinking uh, about Bradley I mean he he was his sports venues isn't he networking yeah, yeah. and when they shut those down he could have said I mean he's he's another great example oh, really brilliant. He didn't say, oh, okay, well, throw the ta- towel yeah. in and I'll stop, instantly innovated and went straight oh, online uh, uh, and made a success of it. We're no longer at the sports venues, yeah, yeah. but I yeah. can still bring new people
0: together while uh, you're locked up in your house. Look, he, he was the first guest on episode one of the podcast and we talked about that. And, and our, he said our remote pretty much saved his business. And he, you know, it was, he he he'd done, I think he's done it and he did it, it sort of almost you know at a time when again people needed to feel connected and, and for he created something where he give them an opp- opportunity to, to to do that and um, yeah we've done a couple of joint events together with the awards and bits and pieces we've done and which was, was, was again w- was great and I could kind of done that, that support of, of him and working together again collaboration working together and um, yeah I think it's yeah.
1: A natural, another natural entrepreneur, and he yeah. probably doesn't realise it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, younger than us, though, as well, isn't he? He's, is he's he? Done it. Maybe <laughs> younger than you. I mean, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got very good filters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and still all your hair, thanks. And still my yeah. Or some of it. <laughs> you, you've interviewed you, uh, many leaders now, yeah. inspirational people across the board. Yeah. And I just wondered what personal traits do you feel make
0: good leaders? Mm i think a really important one communication is is key um how you communicate with your staff as i said back at the salon i think i've got that wrong but that communication i think i think empathy is a, a key one i think um as a leader you've got to, got to be empathetic with people's position we don't know what's going on in personal life you've got to be a little bit understanding i i, I guess like I say go, i go I think the narrative of, of business leaders that I, I went into the salon thinking was oh, this hard-nosed person is serious you know you don't have to be that person you can be kind honest and, and 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 empathetic I think those traits if that is who you are as a person as well those traits will come across but I, the main one I would say communication has got to be it'll probably be my top one and at all levels at all management levels, all levels
1: with all your colleagues uh, I totally do
0: you say does that feel like Cause if you want to get a message across to to the team to your team whatever that looks like whether you've got 27 staff or 270 staff how do you that does that feel then is that it's, like it's got to be that the level of communication between every level has got to be mm. so so important yeah
1: right one well, and this brings me on to my last question um, what, what does a normal day or a typical day look
0: like the great sam thomas <laughs> right now um it, it's, it's changed slightly actually and in the last probably six months i've tried to change because i've always been a bit of a night owl so for me i'd be like I'd you know especially with fernbles you sort of at events a lot of night and i'll come in and, but if that work still what we've done if you're at night? so i'd be up till one two in the morning sometimes and and doing stuff but i've tried to change that a little bit um and i, I now for the last six months i've been sort of I, i'm an early i've been getting up early five o'clock um, good and, time uh, yeah I, I think so it just gets me I, I mean the kids don't get up to about seven so I'm, i I'll get a couple of hours done before and that's a good start to my day and I let, generally do that I try and run most mornings um, if I can as well exercises just from the mental health point of view is key for me so I try and uh, gotta put something back in haven't you? need to yeah and I uh,
1: can't drink from an empty
0: cup yeah Exactly that. I think the thing, and then and then, then I just crack on with the day. So for once I, I try and drop the kids at school if I can. Uh, again, it's, it's being your own boss is trying to manage that that work life balance, which I certainly I struggle with to be honest with a work life balance. But I'm, I'm again I'm learning and I'm trying to develop that a bit better. But yeah, I try and be around to drop the kids off and and potentially a, a few days a week as well pick them up, which is, which is nice. But and then just crack on with the day and and that that the beauty of it being involved and spinning a few different places, it's so varied. Like I go to an event, I've you know, putting together marketing plan putting the magazine together, you know, launching a new Furballs League, whatever that looks like and it's uh, Is that yeah.
1: what the future holds for us now, from you? another
0: firm but what what does the rest of this year look so like I think, for, so I, I, I think for me look into the future uh, for, for, for me personally uh, firm balls as much as i love that because i'm trying to a, 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 a challenge is because county business clubs has grown to, to what it is and I'm, I'm full on with that really and firm balls i've been able to maintain and manage because i've done it for so long and you but you you, you don't want that to slip completely so i'm trying to get to a point where i can i'm looking at potentially taking on a, a, an md for firm balls to actually run it and hopefully have the impact that potentially i did when i first come on and have that hunger to take it to that next level because just purely on a time basis i haven't got the ability to take it i don't think much further if i'm being on a personal thing and, and my focus is very much with county business clubs and sbt and trying to um, yeah trying to progress that grow that community and um hopefully you know we've got some big plans for county business clubs and take it you know love to take it national and to different counties and but we've got to get it right in Sussex and I, I think we're on the right path at a great start to the year with you know some amazing partnerships that we, we, we've launched um, and collaborations Sussex Chamber best of British etc um, and yeah we, we hopefully we're doing the right things and we can capitalize on that, that exposure and keep keep growing that and and yeah well, also I think you're definitely doing the right things Thank
1: and uh, just being here and speaking to you today and interviewing you and the role reversal has—it's has just been a great experience. So yeah. thank you for that, and I think maybe you want to finish up now with uh, your yeah. listeners. Oh, will listen because they are your <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mate, listen. We'll li- uh, thank, thank you so much for it, this. Has been brilliant. It's, uh, it's so nice to be on the other side actually, and it's been, been a. In a brilliant chat and um i'm really grateful Look, it's been been great getting to know you over the last few weeks so the last few months so and we, we, you know like i said we've become good friends as well and it's been uh this was, this was really interesting but i just ultimately for me with a podcast I've, I've i've loved doing it the last eight these 18 episodes have been brilliant i've already recorded the first few for the series two um it's uh, again we talk about things about passion and, and what, what you love doing um, and I l- absolutely love doing this I think it's I found something that I, I, I genuinely and, and not even from looking at from a you know how you monetize or whatever that is from Capitalize when straight, capitalized capitalized yeah these things, but it's not it's just sometimes true. that just comes though, yeah doesn't and, it? and, I, and I th- maybe it will I think it's just something to have the conversations of and the, the people of and the the authenticity openness and honesty of people have, have agreed to come on and, and be like that has been phenomenal I've it's learned. an honor sam it really I is I mean.
1: And I mean you had you could have picked from many people and i'm absolutely honored that that you, you chose me to come and
0: speak to you today so thank you for Mate, that. no listen it's been it's been a joy and i think what a great way to to wrap up series one so thank you very much and that is a wrap just a final thought from me really um it's, as we come to the end of series one, it's been quite an amazing last few months um, interviewing over eighteen guests um, on the podcast, which has been truly amazing um, and really inspiring for me. Um, sharing so much knowledge and insights um, into their, you know, their journey uh, on that business journey, and you know, at different stages and what that sort of looks like, and it's been um, it's been amazing. Uh, I think you know right from the start with you know first episode with Bradley Hatchett, founder of work my club talking about you know the, the, the future of business networking we heard from joe miles about her amazing resilience from you know battling cancer closing a company to you know how art saved her um which was you know truly inspiring um he got um, you know i talked to mental health with yaron engler um you know we we talked to jack Jack Mandalena about the start of Norton and and his journey and right up to Michael Geatson and talking about how he built a hundred million pound company um, which has been amazing and I think there's so many key traits that I've I've sort of learned from people and certainly the importance of self-care which is something I need to look at and I'm Camille Pearson in that episode talked about, you know, got to look after ourselves to become the best possible versions of ourselves. So, um, yeah, such, a, such an important message, I think. Um, there's been so many amazing insights from some of Sussex's most well-known entrepreneurs and business owners who have kindly given up their time and come on and to have a chat with me. Um, you know, so massive thanks to sort of James Dempster, Lara Squires, Ryan Hill, Penina Shepherd. Um, Noel Preston, Ryan Andrews, Gavin Willis, Flo Powell, Lovance Spray, and of course finished off with, with the brilliant sort of Steve Salis in, in, the, in the last episode. It has really been eye-opening and, and an education for me as much as a bit of therapy probably. Um, and there's some, just some key themes and traits that nearly all of them, all of the business owners and entrepreneurs I interviewed sort of had like that. I want really that resili- resilience, that self-belief, you know, um, ultimately just not, not to fear failure. And and if you've got an idea, run with it and, and as in the words of Joe Miles, J F D I please. So yeah, just just go and do it. Um like like I say, I hope is hope the episodes and, and the series has inspired you all as much as it has me Um, massive thanks from the bottom of my heart to to my friend James Johnson and picture book films um, the sponsors of the podcast for helping me put this together obviously the amazing plus X studio which is awesome which is where I am um, right now filming Um, and obviously to all of my guests who I've mentioned and and to you guys for, for listening for rating, reviewing the podcast um, and like I say I, I can't wait to, to do series 2 and uh, yeah, look forward to it so until then as they say, that is a wrap thanks a lot, see you soon